Peace, peace, peace and abundance, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the This Goddess Glows podcast, a platform dedicated to helping melanated women heal, glow, and tap into the goddess within. You can tune in with us every Sunday at 12 p.m. And enjoy a new episode with new revelations, new downloads from Spirit. We speak about spirituality, health and wellness, sex, relationships, love, parenting, entrepreneurship, business, finance, you name it. Because we are multifaceted beings and we deserve support, love, and connection and direction in all areas of our lives. So tap and with your girl <laughs> you can join us on patreon to engage in community you can follow me on instagram at zakia chase z-a-k-i-y-y-a-h-c-h-a-s-e please like subscribe share to help share these lovely messages these lovely downloads and you know tell your friends to pull up tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend All right. I love y'all. Peace. Peace and abundance, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the This Goddess Glows podcast. I'm your host, Zakia Chase. This Goddess Glows is a platform dedicated to helping melanated women heal, glow, and tap into the goddess within. So let's go. Tap in with your girl. (laughs) Um, This episode is going to be all about karmic versus twin flame relationships. It will be broken into two segments. The first segment will be about karmic relationships. And then the second segment will be all about the twin flame or the soulmate connection. Um, I want to say they're interchangeable, but they're really not. Twin flame relationships is also considered much stronger than a soulmate connection. A soulmate can pretty much be anybody like that your soul knows. Like we're going to dive into that more on the second segment. But in this first segment, I want to talk about karmic relationships. So just a few pointers. I'm going to just explain what it is and y'all feel out whether or not (laughs) this is something you've experienced or, you know. You can relate to something you understand, whatever. So a karmic relationship can be a turbulent relationship. Turbulent just means think of yourself being on a plane and the plane just fucking shaking and you fucking terrified. That's the perfect analogy. When the the fucking pilot tells you we're experiencing some turbulence and motherfuckers is scared shitless that they not going to make it out alive. This is a karmic relationship. It comes with lessons, but there's this this intense fear, there's this rockiness, there's this shakiness, there's this, if you're thinking of a plane, there's highs and lows, like you going up into the air, you're ascending, and then you're descending constantly, like it is a fucking whirlwind, and I speak so passionately about it because I've been in them, they're fucking draining, so, okay, Um, people may feel an instant and intense connection with each other, but the relationship may be full of highs and lows and toxic behavior patterns. So y'all can literally look this shit up on, I mean, on Instagram, on Google, you can literally just pull this shit up on Google and get like more two, two, two just showed up as I'm recording this. So polarity, um, 
definitely talking about polarity with this uh the d- the dark side and the the light side the love side of relationships and the 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 uh fear side uh this karmic relationship is the fear side it's the dark side of relationships um so another pointer a karmic relationship is a relationship meant to facilitate the lessons we need to learn in this lifetime surrounding love and partnerships so it's not all in vain it may be exhausting it may be draining it may be you know just feel like it's pulling and tugging at your heart but it, the idea is that I actually seen a quote recently that said that uh, the many as many times as you get your heart breaking broken, um, it expands a bit more or something. You can love a bit more. I forgot, but it was an image of somebody like getting their heart broken. Like literally, it was like a piece of artwork, and somebody was like banging somebody's heart, and in the inside, it was like a more beautiful heart. Like, I guess it's just like peeling back the layers of who you truly are. You're starting to realize who you truly are, what you really want, what you really deserve. Like, it's kind of like, um, I'm thinking of chiseling at the ego. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's breaking the, the ice, like you're the ice around your heart and you're able to love more freely, more fully. Um, you're able to give love more easily and more freely, if that makes sense. So a karmic relationship is one that's filled with all consuming passion, but it's extremely difficult to maintain. So you ever been in a relationship where, you know, you love this person so much, like there's no absence of love, you know, you love them, but you just can't figure out why, like, it's like it's not working like what is it's like you two you two pieces that just don't fit together but there's something there like and one of the only reasons why you're staying is because there's something there but that something that's there is the lesson is what you're supposed to learn you two were drawn together this is the idea you two were drawn together you could take it or leave it you two were drawn together and the idea is that you're supposed to take help each other's souls evolve to the next stage. It's literally like level one in relationships or level two, whatever level, like whatever lesson you need to learn, whatever stage before you get to that like divine connection. It's not saying that you have to struggle and suffer and all that kind of stuff before you meet your divine love. Some might, some people might just bust out the gate like and meet their divine counterpart in high school and they're high school sweethearts forever like some people are blessed with that but others have this karmic relationship experience they have this and karma is just like okay it's a lesson that you need to learn like either it's a past life life lesson and i actually talk about that a bit more as i go um it could be a past life lesson you two your souls could have known each other like in a past life it could just be a lesson that this you need to learn right now i'm not saying that you need to stay in it in order to learn the lesson but the idea is that you get the lesson that you need to and then you move out like i i we'll talk about that more as I close as I wrap up but for me and my experience when I've gone through we actually had a whole episode about codependency when I've gone through karmic relationships I've learned more and more about my codependent tendencies so I don't take any of them in vain I don't like it it's very sad like I honor every emotion that I feel like those they heartbreak those breakups I honor every single emotion that I feel but I'm grateful like there's 
light at the end of the tunnel. I'm so grateful for the lesson that I got out of whatever these karmic relationships were, whoever they were with, because it then allows me to love myself better. And the better I love myself, the better I treat myself, the better partners I attract. Right. So that's what I'm saying in terms of a lesson. I'm not telling anybody. I'm not even giving you advice. This is just me talking about karmic connections. Right. And then we'll tap in with um, what is that? Uh, soulmate t- twin flame connections. I'm not going to use them interchangeably. I might actually do a segment on soulmate as well. I'm kind of taking this as it goes, but I do have some notes in front of me. Um, so the idea is that we need these relationships in our lives in order to grow. Right. If it wasn't for a relationship I had when I was 23, I think that was the most toxic relationship I was ever in. I talked about it on the Zodiac sign, um, the Zodiac sign uh, podcast episode, which I think I did last week or another week prior. I can't remember, <laughs> but I did a Zodiac sign. If you, I know y'all heard it. Y'all are loyal listeners. I love y'all so much. Um, but I did a Zodiac sign um, podcast episode and I talked about a Virgo. And this Virgo that I dated was, it was definitely a karmic connection. I love this man with every aspect of my being, but I did not understand what love was back then. And I'm still, you know, uh, my idea of love and my understanding, my understanding of love is still growing. I'm being vulnerable with y'all right now. So listen, (laughs) I'm very fucking like secretive. I feel like I share more on the podcast. Again, I say in every episode, y'all still don't know everything. Y'all, you, you got to put pieces to the puzzle together. But, um, anyway, this Virgo, it was very toxic. I'm actually going to use this Virgo connection to help um, explain like the pointers, like the signs that you like when you know uh, the signs that help you this determine whether or not you're in a karmic relationship. So with this Virgo, the, the first sign is that you have an instant connection. There's this magnetism upon first meeting them as if your souls knew each other. Like, yo, like you so familiar. Like, I feel like I've known you all my life. And you'll have this, whether it's a karmic or a soulmate or a, uh, what's the word? Or a twin flame connection. You're going to have this like instant feeling like you've known this person all of your life. And it feels like, like. And when I say that is they feel so familiar, they feel so safe initially. So let's just point out the fact that it's initially they feel very safe. Initially, they feel very familiar. But then as the relationship carries on, you learn more and more about why this isn't right. So like I said, you may have met in a past life. And I put on my notes, Erica Badu vibes, like, see you next lifetime. Like in the beginning of the song, he's telling her like, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, I feel like I just, you know, I knew you my whole life. And she like, well, I'm in a relationship. Like these could, this could be one of the connections. Like, I mean, this could be one of the issues, like in this karmic relationship, like maybe you meet this person while you with somebody and you feel like you got an instant connection. You feel like you're supposed to be with this person, but then you end up sabotaging the connection that you have with somebody who's really, truly for you. But the lesson that you needed to learn is to not have, uh, what's the word? wandering eyes or to be clear and upfront 
with the partner that you have about you being polyamorous or into polygamy. I don't know. But the what your lesson is your lesson, whatever you need to learn. So I put see you next lifetime. So again, with the Virgo connection, I told you I'm going to use that to, um, you know, pull out the aspects of like the karmic relationship, what it can look like, can look like. This is all tentative. It can look different for differently for every single person. It, it shows up differently for us all, but the feeling that you get, you just know that it isn't right. Your intuition will tell you that this person isn't really right for you. Like, so the Virgo, I was 20, damn, Jada was five. Y'all, that was seven years ago. So I'm 28. I was 21. I think I said 23 before. I was 21. Like I said, this is the most toxic relationship, but um, that instant connection was there. I'm down South Street. I'm with my friends. And this is not something I usually do. I see him. I know him from the neighborhood. But I feel like I know him, know him. Like, I need to know you even more. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, look at this man. And I walk up to him and I put my number in his phone. Like, I'm a very bold person. I don't, you know, like, but I'm the catch. <laughs> but it was still like a really cute way for us to connect. So initially, it was like, oh, my God. God, oh we like it was, and, and and initially it was just like love at first sight, and then like it moved very fast. That is also a sign as well, but this, that's not necessarily. It could go either way, okay. So you can know you can forget that feeling that you know somebody your whole life. You can feel like and with either connection. But what makes it a karmic connection is what happens afterwards, right? So I see the Virgo, I put my number in his phone, and I'm just like, oh my God, like he about to be my boyfriend. I already got this feeling, like I already know. This is my man, I don't care. And it happened just like that. The I love yous came really fast. He was like, yo, like I just feel like you're supposed to be my wife and da-da-da-da. He treated my daughter. He didn't meet my daughter until... I would say like a few months in, um, but like I said, the instant connection, you just feel like this magnetism, like we supposed to be together. That's what happened. The next thing, I don't have to necessarily say these in order, um, but for the sake of consistency, I don't want to have myself all over the place. Um, and another sign is codependency. Needing this person or needing to feel needed by them. This is something that I constantly revisit, that I constantly have to unearth, I have to face, and I have to heal like over and over. Like I'm really trying to get to like the the bottom, like the root of this. Like where did this come from? Like this ain't because it's not healthy you know what I mean like codependency is just needing this person or needing to feel needed like if you are in a dynamic where you know you feel like this person is I did a whole episode on this where you feel like this person cannot stand on their own two feet interdependency is what we want right interdependency is I can stand on my own you can stand on your own we come together and we build an empire right I'm a that whole set. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Like I know I can move mountains by myself, but we can fucking shake up the fucking earth. We can shake up the world together. Understanding that there's strength in numbers. That's healthy. That's healthy. Codependency is one 
or both of you cannot survive without the other. One or both of you need each other like badly. Um, so either you connect with that right away, like, oh, you need this. I need this. So let's come together. Or I can think of actually multiple relationships with this. That's why I did a whole episode. I dedicated, dedicated, dedicated. I dedicated a whole podcast episode to codependency because like I said, it's something that I am healing intentionally. Like it is something that I can recognize it now and be like, oh, that was a codependent moment. I actually said that recently. I said it the other day, like, yo, I just had a codependent moment. That was a moment. But now it's a moment. It's not relationship long. Um, it's not a relationship long issue where I'm in a relationship to just because I need something or somebody needs me. And it's not like I don't want it to sound horrible. It's, it's unhealthy, but it's not like you you like. Oh, I'm only dealing with him for his money. Not necessarily that, but it's, um, how do I explain this? It's like that person. Okay. Prime example. Talked about another connection. I didn't go into depth with this connection because I really have a lot of respect for this person. So I don't even like go into detail about that as much, but, um, someone was really, really hurting that I was dating and I felt like I needed to be the person to help him get better, if that makes sense. So I got a rush out of feeling like he needed me to be there for him. It's, it's, it's that's codependency. Like I don't, y'all. I don't. I'm, I'm doing my best to try to explain this shit, but it's like you can't plain and simple you can't stand on your own two feet like he uh I don't even want to talk too much I don't want to reveal too much about this person like I value this person so much even in distance like we haven't dated each other in years like I want to say two years a year and a half maybe but still I have a a lot of respect for this person so I'm not going to overshare but that is just an uh, an example like somebody really really hurt and somebody really really struggling mentally emotionally financially or whatever like let's say a guy he meets a girl um uh on face value she looks like she has it all together and then he gets to know her more deeply and he finds out that she's really struggling financially he starts to pay all her bills that's codependency there we go why did it take me so long to get something like that out but that's codependency so now it's he could genuinely want to help her out but if there's no like what is the word that's I don't want to say expiration date but if there's no like understanding that I'm just helping you temporarily to get you back on your feet um and I don't know y'all I don't have all the answers but this is just I'm thinking this all out um and once you get back on your feet like you know I'm I'm gonna start drawing back a little bit like the idea is that this person is helping this this person to be more stable within themselves not doing everything for them making them dependent on them um because then that the other person loses autonomy they and autonomy is just like the ability to do for self the ability to solve problems on their own the ability to um you know make decisions on their own that is like we all need it's is it all time agency agency um make decisions for yourself uh what's the other what's another phrase uh dignity too because it's like i don't know you kind of feel helpless without this other person so 
I really wanted to drive the whole like codependency part home. Um, but the next part is identifying more with the relationship than with yourself. So this could look like seeing yourself only through the lens of the relationship, attaching your value, worth, and personal success to the success of the relationship. So you only feel good if the relationship is going good. Or you only feel successful if your relationship is successful. When you are an individual. So I'm actually, the lessons that I've learned from Karmic Connections is that... Um, just because it's not like things aren't working out, like doesn't mean that I have to be sad all day. Like I may, I, it's okay for me absolutely to have a sad moment. Like I journal a lot, like I release a lot. If I feel like I need to cry, I'm gonna cry, right? I'm honoring every single emotion that shows up, but I'm not attaching my success, my self worth, my value to whether or not these connections are working, whether or not this partner is showing up for me, whether or not. And that is something that you learn as you're in these karmic relationships. Someone not showing up for me made me, it triggered me to think about like, um, uh, abandonment issues. It made me feel abandoned. It made me feel like this person didn't love me. It made me feel like this person was ignoring me. All this shit showed up, and I was just like, wait a minute, Zakia. I'm more, I have a level of awareness now. So it's like, is this what's really happening or is this what you're projecting onto the situation? Can we talk about this? Can you figure out why this person is showing up this way? You know what I mean? Like there was lessons to be learned. So it's not necessarily all bad. It's not in vain. You're not, if you've experienced these kind of connections, it's not just for the fuck of it. Like just for the, just for the hell of it. Like it's you, if you didn't draw the lessons out, then you did it for the heck of it. Like if, if you weren't aware enough, that's cool. Like, but if you had a level of awareness and you didn't take the lessons, you just wanted to like ride the wave of this, this toxic relationship, then I mean, you kind of like got to you made your bed, kind of got to lay in it kind of thing. <laughs> but um, under the codependency umbrella still is uh, setting aside your needs and prioritizing the needs of your partner. This looks like people pleasing. This looks like not having boundaries. This looks like not being okay with saying no. This looks like feeling bad when you say no. This looks like it can look so many different ways. So let's go back to the Virgo situation. Um, I talk about the Virgo because the Virgo was so toxic and I don't like it's not that I don't have I don't lack respect for anybody. I'm sure this person has evolved and grown and I pray that person did for the sake of themselves and the sake of children that I think they have now. But um, I'm talking about this relationship because it's so far removed, like it's seven years old. Like it's kind of like the credit score it fall off your record. <laughs> it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of like, you know, your credit history, like it fell off. So it's like not as relevant right now. Like we're not connected. He's, maybe he's stalking me. Maybe he watching me. Somebody was just talking about that the other day. Like, yeah, uh, your exes still be stalking you. People be circling back from like years ago. Like, bro, leave me alone. Like, I'm not interested. Maybe he hearing, maybe you listen to this. This is about you and you know, it's about you. That this shit was exhausting. This shit was toxic. (laughs) But, um, so setting aside your needs and prioritizing the needs of your partner. So this is what it looked like for me. This is codependency at its finest. Um, me and Virgo, I'm gonna just say Virgo from now on. Me and Virgo, um, we're dating. Is he Virgo? Oh, y'all. Let me see. Hold on, y'all. I got to confirm the Virgo date. Oh, yes. He's definitely a Virgo. All right. Uh, (laughs) 
Um, so Virgo's family was having, Virgo's brother was having an issue with a sitter. Um, Virgo's brother wanted me and Virgo to move into his place to help out with the sitting situation. Oh, shit. That sounds so familiar. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. So Virgo, Virgo and I move into an apartment with his brother. We have our own bedroom, me, him, and my daughter. Uh, well, sleeping quarters, quarters, let's say that. We had a place, an area to sleep in. And then his brother, who needed support with his children because him and his child's mother were uh, going through something. And he, it was a lot going on. I stepped in to help out um, with watching the baby, watching the kids and it just got really, really, like, really, really weird. Like, uh, I would wake up in the middle of the night and the baby would be crying and nobody else is here. Um, so it was like, you leaving me with your kids. Like, it was just a really, really toxic situation. And then when I spoke up about it, it caused, like, riffraff between the two brothers. Um, uh, and that was a that was an issue. Like, that was a really, really, like, issue. But it was, again, codependency. I put the knees, I set the the... Me thinking like, oh, I'm doing what's best for my partner. Oh, I got to like, oh, I want to help him out or whatnot. Like I saw his issue as my issue. And then I like injected myself, if that makes sense. I don't even know if that's necessarily, is that setting aside my needs? Um, I guess in a way that was kind of like codependent too. Where was, I'm trying to think, where was I living at that time before I moved in with them? I was staying at home. I was living with my mom at that time. So I think I was 19 maybe because I think the relationship ended when I was 21. Yeah, the relationship ended when I was 21. I think I dated him from like 18 to 21. So I was living with my mom at the time. And then it was codependent. Like, oh, I felt like, okay, I kind of moving on up. Like I'm getting out of my mom's house. Like, yes, yes, yes. And turned out it was just like a really like toxic situation when I was safer at my mom's place. So in a way, I kind of set my knees aside. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't know, y'all, but I'm definitely revealing a lot. But I don't give a fuck about that situation. That's like years, years, years ago. Um, but another sign that it, you could be in a karmic relationship is drama and emotional turbulence. So emotional turbulence, we talked about this in the beginning, like being on the airplane, oh, we're about to experience turbulence and the fucking plane is shaking and you just feel so unsettled, so unstable in your emotions. Like I said, uh, no, I didn't say that yet, but <laughs> what I want to harp on is accountability is in order for sure. Um, this is considering that you come into this connection emotionally stable, but the dynamic of the connection takes you on a ride. So you come in like whole and complete or, you know, healing. I'm not, nobody's never really fully healed. Like you come in healing and then the connection takes you on a wild ride, like an emotional whirlwind. It's just a uh, emotional roller coaster. Um, relationships aren't perfect, but healthy ones won't leave you with rattled emotions. Like, so back to Virgo. Um, Definitely. So the next part is about uh, 
extreme highs and lows. So I'm going to talk about these together because that's where like the emotion, the drama and emotional turmoil comes from. There's constant conflict, right? Y'all constantly fussing, y'all constantly fight it. But again, let's go back to the first one. There was an instant connection. The only thing that's keeping you here is that instant connection. Like, but I feel like I knew him my whole life. I really love this man with my, my whole heart. I really love this girl with my whole heart, yo. But it's not healthy. I'm definitely not going to do a second segment. I'm going to do a whole nother episode on uh, the, what are they called? The twin flame relationships. Because I don't really want this to be very long. This is already, we're already 27 minutes in. I like episodes to be no more than 30 minutes. Um, so we're we, we going to do a whole nother episode for the twin flame relationship. Um, but, uh, extreme highs and lows. This is the the emotional turbulence. This is the drama. This could look like moments of bliss, passion, peace, happiness that are followed by disrespect, distance, and or drama, etc. Like it could look like a bunch of different things, but extreme highs, extreme lows. Y'all happy when y'all good, y'all good. When y'all bad is real bad. And as a result of these highs and lows, there may be a pattern of breaking up and making up. Virgo, I'm going to go back to Virgo every single time. And this is crazy because somebody was just saying, like, that's our sister sign. And um, uh, we're most compatible with Virgos. And I'm just like, huh? Maybe I was just, like, not evolved enough. Like, this is, like, maybe it's for mature Virgos. It says Scorpio, Capricorn, and Taurus. Taurus and cam- Cancer are the highest compatibility. So where did I hear that at? All right, anyway, I think it's because they're on the... Don't give me the line, y'all. I saw it. I heard it somewhere on somebody's live or something. Like, you, 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 your closest friend, the Pisces' closest friend is going likely to be a Virgo. Uh, because they connect so well. For for whatever reason the person said. don't Y'all, don't give me the line. But anyway, the point is... <laughs> As a result of the highs and lows, like I said, there may be a pattern of breaking up and making up, like, with the Virgo. His temper was very, very explosive. Very explosive. We could be out. And it was like I had to walk on eggshells because he would find... He will find the smallest things to be upset about. Like, I was in college at the time, so it's... I'm texting somebody about homework. Yes, it's a guy, but I'm very transparent. So he's over me watching me text the person. Why he texts you at this time of night, bro, it's seven o'clock. What the fuck are you talking about? Our last class, like we pro- I probably don't get out of class and be done with everything until like six. I don't get home and get settled until about seven. So this is the good time for, for me to talk to this person about a class assignment that we have. He was very insecure. He was very, like, explosive. His his fucking temper was so explosive. Like, so explosive. Like, I, it was that thing, like, where until the very end, I was afraid of what he would do, but not to me. Not directly to me. Um, until the very end. But extreme highs, extreme lows, breakup makeup i swear to me and this man broke up at least four times i think within that three-year span 
and it would be dumb stuff. Like I would post a picture. I posted a picture. Remember this like it was yesterday. Posted a picture in his car in the passenger seat. I didn't post it the day that I took it. I posted it while we were on a break. And I'm just in the picture smiling or whatever. And he sends me a message like, oh, so you dealing with other niggas? I'm like, can you like, look at your seat. Look at your chair. Just look at your chair. That ain't my car. And I'm just like, you're really crazy. Like, <laughs> you're really crazy. This was the most toxic relationship I've ever been in in my life, y'all. But I learned so many lessons. I learned how to, like, recognize the signs. Like, I'm, I'm doing better at asking the right questions. Like, I'm doing better to get, like, an assessment of who this person is holistically. Like, I need to see you when you angry. I need to see you when you, like, I know, like, my uncle just said to me the other day, like, when you dating somebody, you usually meet the representative first, and then you meet who they, who they truly are. You meet who they want to show up as, and then you meet who they truly are at the core as you get to know them more. But I learned so much from this this connection so I'm, I'm gonna keep using that as, as an example because it had the most lessons in it and I'm still learning from it till this day um so uh like I said uh stream highs and lows the reason why there are extreme highs and lows because we uh one or both are moving in fear instead of love so the connection is founded upon the fear of losing instead of the beauty of being connected so you're not you're not like, I'm gonna just read the next point. Moving from fear can look like one or both of you being possessive or obsessive. And that's exactly what was going on with Virgo being very possessive, very obsessive. I was in college, he was like, uh, he was where he had a really good job, but he his level of self worth and self value must have been very, very low. Because him seeing that I was like pursuing a career, me pursuing like going to college made him feel very insecure, like trigger insecurity. It didn't make him do anything. I can't make anybody do anything. But my presence intimidated him so badly. So for him, that reveals that you have to do some more work on yourself worth i'm not here i'm showing up as me just doing me living my life and you're offended because i want to go to college you're offended because like and i never made him feel any kind of way like i never talked down to him or anything but he just had in this fear in the in his back of his mind that like once i graduated i was going to leave him and move on for somebody else who had a degree and i'm just like what I don't even look at the people at school. Like, I'm confused. Like, I'm all for you. I'm with you every single day. It got so obsessive, so possessive to the point where he would show up to the campus and be in the cafeteria. Like, and I'm like, what's up? Like, what are you doing here? Like, what's going on? Like, I'm not even doing anything. I, I'm walking to class, walking through the cafe, going to my next class, and I see you. Why do I see you? Why are you not home? We were living together at this point. We had our own place outside of the whole, like, uh, brother situation. Why are you here? <laughs> I was so confused. Like, but it was definitely this, like, fear of losing me instead of, like, being happy that you had me. Like, bro, I don't want anybody else. Like, when I say I'm loyal, I'm loyal, loyal. I feel like in that connection, the uh, one thing I did when things start getting really, really sour, I was being very petty. Somebody I grew up with, 
um, this is when it was like done, like stick a fork in us, we done. I was on the phone with somebody I grew up with. This person wanted my sister. Like this wasn't, I, I picked up the phone and I called this person just to be smart because I knew this, the, my partner at that time was cheating on me and I felt like that was my get back, but I still never did anything to hurt this person in the way that they hurt me. Like this individual was the cheater, was the, you know, was messing with other girls, was hanging out with his friends and being a wingman, but he still, because it was like guilt make you tilt. Like, because you're doing it, you feel like I'm doing it. So that's what was going on there. But he was moving out of fear, like, instead of love. Like, be, like, be in gratitude. Like, be grateful that, you know, I'm here. Like, I love you and I want only you. Um, But this could also, also look like, one or both of you self-sabotaging the connection because subconsciously you feel unworthy or undeserving. But I'm just like, like with all of that that was going on, I'm just like, why do you feel this way? I'm, I couldn't figure this shit out for the life of me. But now that I'm like so removed from the relationship and so much has happened in between the time, like from then and now, um, I realized that he had to learn that relationship allowed him to learn that maybe he maybe he learned it i don't know but i pray that he did i I pray that he got the lesson that he was supposed to get um from this connection uh but the last part is not feeling safe in the connection this connection may not necessarily involve physical abuse but it very well can and it very well can and feelings of being unsafe could definitely arise. So it could have physical abuse. It could not have. In this situation, it was just emotional abuse until the very end. It was very, very emotionally abusive, very mentally abusive. Um, because of this fear of losing me, because of this fear that I was going to break up with him and, and leave him for somebody who had more than him, this man was taking care of me. So I was confused. It was a fucking, it wasn't, that aspect wasn't codependent because I still had, I still made my own money. And those refund checks was crazy. So it was times where I would just pay up the the rent for months at a time because the refund checks was coming in and I was able to, you know. So initially it was codependent, but after a while, like as I started like getting more stable, that was the issue. I started getting more stable and I started not needing him as much. And that's when he started like his, he changed like, well, no, he revealed who he truly was because it's like, oh, she don't need me now. She about to make her own money. To find out that I was about to get a solid job. I was working on campus initially. It was a part-time job. I was making enough to like put food in the fridge. I was making enough to like, he wouldn't let me spend my own money. So I was making enough to like take me and my daughter to get clothes and stuff like that. He still did everything. He provided everything. So he needed to feel needed. And when I didn't need him as much anymore, like you should be grateful that I'm I'm more independent. Right. And like I said, interdependence is what we want. Like you should want me to be able to stand on my own two feet. Like, why do you not want me to be successful? You want me to depend on you because then that means you have more control over my life. When I was able to like when I started making my own money and like that's when things literally started to change. I remember having an interview and we were arguing before the interview. Like, why are you mad? Because I'm about to bring more money into the household. I'm confused. I'm confused. And and I get it like. Okay, and men want their women to relax in their feminine energy. And, you know, like if I had a passion project or something, if he was okay with like me building a business on the side or something, that's different. He wanted me to be more like relaxed in my feminine energy. Like he was doing it to protect me or something so I can, you know, focus on what it is that I want to do or whatever. That wasn't the case. It was just like, oh, you trying to get your shit together? You trying to not need me anymore? Oh, yeah, it's time to turn this shit up. But, 
Um, the last point I have, oh no, uh, two more points and then I'm done because I don't want this to be too long. It's long the fuck enough. I'm definitely not doing a second segment. There's another layer to this that comes with or without physical abuse. I already talked about that. Because of the chaos and confusion, you may never feel safe enough to be you or allow the person in completely. So in that dynamic, never felt safe. Never felt safe. Towards the very end, like I felt safe. Like I felt it was so confusing because I felt safe that he would protect me from other like outside harm. But you are harming me like emotionally and mentally. And, and at the very end, when I finally decided to leave, like physically, like it was the most it took me for a loop. It was a fucking whirlwind. It was exhausting. It was draining. I never looked. That's a lie. We revisited. We had a conversation probably like two years later. Um, two years after that or whatever. And it was just like, yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. you haven't changed like at all because this person was doing what he did to me while he was in a relationship. I found out like he reached out to me, was telling me, oh, I love you. I miss you. Da, 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 sending me pictures, stuff like that. And then I found out he was with somebody and they had a baby on the way. I was like, oh, oh, absolutely not. Like, I, but in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, like, I hope he changed. Like. I'm just so glad I didn't go back down that road. But let me end this on a very, very positive note. This was the most turbulent, the most toxic, the most traumatic relationship I had ever been in my life. But it taught me the most lessons, y'all. Like the most lessons. From this dynamic, I learned to be interdependent. I learned to value interdependence. I learned to recognize when I'm engaging in codependent behaviors. I learned to recognize and appreciate myself. I learned to release this fear or or this 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 not fear, but release this idea of uh putting my putting my needs aside for other people. Um I started being more like falling more in love with myself it's just certain things i won't tolerate now in terms of living with somebody i haven't lived with a partner since that relationship that was seven whole years ago y'all the most traumatic the most toxic but like i said it taught me the most lessons the most lessons when like (sighs) this lasted three years when these things appear now I won't say it doesn't take me three years. Let's just say this. It doesn't take me three years to get out. It doesn't take me three years to recognize the signs. It doesn't take me three years to finally honor myself, to respect myself enough to leave somebody where they are. Um, And like I said, ever since that situation, I like I think I still have like some like fear in relationships because of that connection. Um. Like, I really haven't. Like, I've been in relationships since. And people be like, oh, you know, like, we should get a place together. Like, I want to say two relationships. Peace and abundance, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the This God is Closed podcast. I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell your friends to pull up. don't forget to like subscribe leave a rating 
Tell us what you thought about the episode. Find me on Instagram at Zakia Chase, Z-A-K-I-Y-Y-A-H-C-H-A-S-E. And tell me what you thought about this episode and tell me what you want to talk about next time. Usually I get downloads from Spirit and I just share, I flow and I go, but I love to engage in some dialogue with y'all. So like I said, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, hit me up and tell your friends to pull up. I love y'all. Peace. Excuse me, y'all. An alarm came through. I have class at um, 8 o'clock, I meant. So an alarm just went off to remind me to start getting ready for class. So I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I want to give a special shout out because this is who's hosting the class. Uh, The Sacral Empress. That's her Instagram name. Um, She's hosting a tarot tarot for beginners class. And... Like I told y'all, I'm still learning tarot. I'm still embracing this new gift. Um, and I'm definitely excited to be taking this class today. Um, but the, the I forgot what I was saying at the end. Oh, but okay. Uh, two relationships prior. Um, you know, someone's like, oh, you know, like we should move in together. And I was just like, eh. Now, like my assessment of whether we can live together it's different what's your finances like because i got a whole cash flow statement up on my wall i know what's coming out what is coming out i do a weekly check-in to make sure i know like i don't like surprises i know what's on what day when something is coming out like i know what's due i have stuff on auto pay like what your finances look like are you first and foremost are you a good person like what's your character like like what is like because this person was hot and cold this Virgo was hot and cold because he was very impulsive with his money as well I wouldn't be surprised if he was if he had a uh dang I wish I knew his birth time um I wouldn't be surprised if he had a a fire sign as a uh, as his moon sign because he really was like very very like explosive like he gave a lot of fire sign energy like on first impression he probably he probably had like a Sagittarius Aries or um What's the other one? Leo, Leo, oh, rising. Cause he showed up as a Leo. He expect or, or a fire sign. He showed up. He expressed himself as a fire sign. He showed up as a fire sign. I wouldn't have never guessed Virgo. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But still, that relationship. Me, recently, asking a partner to move in, like a previous partner to move in, and I was just like, wait a minute, ah. Uh. Like getting a place together. And I was like, ha, pause, codependent. Wait a minute. Like I caught myself. I immediately had this like really, really gross feeling after making a comment, after asking. And I was just like, wait, oh, uh-uh. We not doing it no more, sis. Like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Like absolutely you want a partner that, you know, you, you see a future with. But that's a codependent move. That's not two people who want to, you know, support it. It was definitely a codependent move, but it took for me to go through these karmic relationships to recognize when I'm in a karmic relationship, period. Or when I'm engaging in behaviors that are, like, that do not serve me, okay? Um, I may or may not do the next episode 
right away. I want to get centered, grounded, focused. Um, I want to like calm my energy. Same thing, centered, grounded, focused um, before class. So I'm going to tap out, y'all. I love y'all. Peace.